Sponsored by Permanent TSB. That was a great listen. Thanks, Will and Jack. Next, we have the Noon Show with James, Rob, Tom, Charlie, and Leon. Our sponsor for the show is Permanent TSB. Enjoy. The Noon Show is sponsored by Permanent TSB. Hello and welcome to the first day of the noon show on Blackrock College Radio this year. My name is Rob and I will be hosting today's show. Joining me today is James. Hi. Tom. Hello. Charlie. Hello. And Leon. Hello. Today's noon show will be mostly review based with some music in between each one of our three segments. We will start off today's show with Ocean... <laughs> Sorry, we, we've had to cut Ocean Man due to technical difficulties. And, and instead of that, we'll be starting off today's show with a review done by Charlie on the Steam game Baba Is You. Baba Is You is a unique and challenging puzzle game which I would highly recommend. It is the developer's most well-known game and the most well-received game to date. It has won many awards such as the Excellence in Design and Best Student Game Award in the Independent Games Festival in 2018. It was also a finalist in the Seamus McNally Grand Prize and the Nuevo Fe Award in the same festival. It's very obvious to see why this game was so recognised in this tournament once you get going. The way you progress through each level is to push words around to form sentences. These sentences are the rules of the level, and by changing them you allow yourself to, to do things previously unknown. I find that while intended to be a single player experience, I had a lot of fun playing it with friends over a Discord call. The puzzles were still quite challenging, and kept us entertained. But since we were in a group, we got the answers a lot quicker, and we never got frustrated for being in the same place for too long. Leon and I, have made substantial progress on the game and are looking forward to finishing it. And we can easily see why it's received so many good reviews. So Charlie, uh, just for some of the people in the audience who don't know what Steam is, could you please give us a like brief explanation? 
Steam is a website where you can uh, purchase a wide variety of games from single player to multiplayer, indie to AAA, uh, FPS to puzzle games like Baba Is You. Uh, Charlie, uh, how much time have you spent on the game so far? I've probably spent a good five to six hours or so, and I'm still not even halfway. Uh, can you give us a quick rundown on what Discord is there? Discord is an application you can get on your phone or a website you can use on your computer where you can join a bunch of different groups and calls and uh, talk to your friends. Okay. Uh, what is your favorite thing about the game? My favorite thing about the game is probably how smart I feel when I finally complete one of the harder levels. <laughs> it gives just such a good feeling after completing something you've been stuck on for about 20 minutes. And uh, just as a more general question, like all things considered, what rating do you think you would give the game out of, say, 1 to 10? Out of a 1 to 10, I'd probably give it a solid 9 and maybe a loose 10. The only critique I could really have about it is I don't really like the background music and some of the controls can sometimes feel a little annoying. What sort of background music is there? So, like, what it's, sort of? It's very minimal and hard to notice at times, and uh, it's it's just irritating after a little while when you want uh, something a bit more energetic. So, Charlie, uh, would you recommend these games for what age groups? Would you recommend them for? I wouldn't say some younger kids because they would find the puzzles way too challenging. But I'd say any teen who's willing to give a little puzzle game a go should definitely pick this up. And uh, are there any other like relatively cheap Steam games that you've tried and would recommend to anyone listening in right now? I that very much uh, depends on the genre, but I definitely recommend Valve games, as they're generally very cheap, especially during sales. You can get them all in one giant bundle, and while mostly first-person shooter-based, there's other genres in there such as puzzles and survival. So I highly recommend Valve games and the Orange Box as a bundle. Uh, so now, before we go into Leon's game review, we will play I Re Revolve Around You by Neck Deep. We've come so far, so far from where we were before, and we were colliding stars on a course that lights that straight to earth and met in the train station.
That was I Revolve Around You by Neck Deep. And now we will move on to Leon's review on the Steam game Understand. The game Understand gives an interesting, thrilling, and an explorative narrative about figuring out the various sets of rules present in each level through trial and error. There are around 118 levels, each bringing a different set of rules that challenge and stimulate the mind mentally. In each level, the dots at the bottom of your screen, whose numbers range from 1 to 6, get filled in when you satisfy the rule, through drawing a line, uh, through various boxes, triangles, and hexagons. And it is your job to find out all of the rules and to satisfy them. Uh, this game gives off a great feeling of scientific experimentation. In each level, you'll come up with theories, test those theories, and then gradually refine your ideas until you pass the level's stage and you receive the message, all rules satisfied. Levels can also be brute-forced through trial and error, as previously mentioned. The music in this game is non-existent and contains only a few sound effects with a button to toggle audio on and off, as well as another button to switch between a resizable window and full screen. While there are level numbers visible on screen, there's no way to directly choose an individual set of levels, and level selection will always load the first screen instead of the first unsolved one, which is less than ideal. Overall, I greatly enjoyed my experience in this game, and would wholeheartedly recommend it to people who want to try a game that is minimally taxing on both the person's wallet and the machine they run it on. So, uh, Leon, how much did you spend on this game? Uh, well, the game costs around four euro. Uh, nice. Yes. So, uh, Leon, how much time would you say you've spent on the game so far between, like, you and your friends, I guess? Uh, well, personally, I've spent about four to five hours uh, playing it with friends. Uh, I'd say that they've spent about 30 minutes playing with me. Uh, I've reached up to level 36 in those four to five hours, uh, so I'm around a third of the way there, or a quarter of the way there. Do you think that the game is more enjoyable when you play it with a group of friends, or do you find it fun when you're by yourself? Uh, well, I, I personally think it's uh, having friends playing with you uh, in any game makes it more enjoyable. But um, I preferred playing alone because uh, then I could concentrate on what I was thinking and what I was going to do uh, in, instead of talking to another person. So, uh, Leon, would you recommend this game to people who don't have, you know, surplus amounts of money to spend on video games or other gaming consoles? Well, uh, the game is four euro, uh, so yes, I would. It really doesn't require a, a really high-end machine to run it. Uh, minimally taxing on the system, as I said, and it's uh, easy to get into and hard to master. Leon, so uh, what age group would you recommend this for? Uh, well, anyone who's really interested uh, can give it a shot. But uh, I, I would say teens and up, just, just for uh, the complexity of certain levels uh, for younger audiences. Out of 10 stars, how many would you give this game, Leon? Uh, I would give the game around an 8 out of 10. Well, while it is great and, and it is immersive, I, I just feel that the lack of music as well as the lack of quality of life uh, experiences or effects uh, really drags the experience down. And uh, like we were asking Charlie earlier, Leon, are there any other cheap Steam games that you've tried and would recommend to people in the audience? Well, uh, as Charlie said, with Valve, uh, as well as a game called Rust, which is uh, sometimes goes on sale for $7, December, Steam sale. Reasonable you value. You can pick it up 
play it perfectly. Good game. All right. Okay. Now before we move on, now before we move on to James and Rob's view uh, review on of albums, we'll play 420 by Old Pine. We've come so. And next up, we have an album review done by Rob and James. For our segment on the Noon Show today, James and I will be reviewing the new album Nectar by Joji. Joji is an R&B musician from Japan who currently lives in the United States, and Nectar is his second studio album. The album has received high praise from fans and critics alike, and the album peaked at number three on the Billboard Top 200 album chart on its first week of release, selling 92,000 units. 
Before we give our opinions on the album, Rob and I will play two of our favorite songs from it, those of which are Mr. Hollywood and Afterthought, featuring Benny. Can you tell me, does it hurt? 
Mr. Hollywood followed by Afterthought by Joji. And now for our segment on today's noon show, James and I will be reviewing Joji's latest album titled Nectar. Nectar is Joji's sophomore album and it was released on the 25th of September of this year. This was Joji's first solo project in just under two years and it is his second studio album after the release of his debut album Ballads One in October 2018. Having listened to both albums numerous times, I personally think that Nectar showed some big improvements in comparison to Ballads 1. The quality of each song on Nectar is much better than those on Ballads 1 in my opinion, as Joji uses a much wider range of vocals and also makes use of some higher quality instrumentals. Joji includes various songs of different genres in the album, such as Like You Do, which is a very melancholic and slow song, and 777, which is way more fast-paced and upbeat. Songs like Upgrade and Normal People are very reminiscent of Joji's older music too, but they don't feel remotely out of place in the album. I personally really enjoy the album, and have been a fan of Joji for a few years now. I wouldn't hesitate to say this is the best piece of work to date. I would definitely say that Nectar is one of my favorite albums at the moment. So, uh, Rob, what is R&B? Well, I, I don't know the exact definition for R&B, but it would be sort of considered like sort of smooth music that you sort of put in, put in almost as background music just kind of behind you, you know? James, when did Joji start making music? Uh, Joji's actually been on the internet for quite a while now. Um, he started off as a YouTube personality making uh, skits and whatnot, and then it eventually evolved into just a music career because uh, of just a, a passion he's always had. But um, yeah, he's been around for a while. Um, yeah. How did Joji rise to fame? Uh, like I said, he had a very big YouTube following um, on like many social media platforms. His content was, uh, I guess you could say, edgy. Is the right way to put it, Rob? Um, I mean, I, I guess you could consider that. Yeah, it's 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 sort of almost like absurdist comedy in the sense that uh, he he rose to fame by creating the Harlem Shake, which was a very popular yeah. you know dance move back in I think 2013. Radical comedy. Yeah, and since then he's made uh, some some very peculiar videos to say the least, but these videos over time actually ended up, you know, negatively impacting his physical health, which led to him, mm. you know, stopping making these videos and per pursuing music as a professional career. Mm. So Rob, are there any songs in the al album that you don't really like? Uh, well, I mean, it's an it's an 18-song album, and I'd say I like m the majority of them, but I'd say my least favorite one is probably High Hopes. 
I mean, it's, I don't necessarily dislike the song, but the, the chorus really just consists of Joji saying high hopes four times, and I feel like that's a bit, you know, below his ability. Mm. But uh, it's still a good song, and I mean, different people have different opinions. So, uh, James, what would you consider your least favorite song on the album? Um, I don't really have any I dislike particularly. Um, I think that some of the songs are... Um, some of the vocals are some so, some of the features, I guess, are a bit like on high hopes. The I can't remember who we had exactly. Omar on the Apollo, feed. yeah. Omar Apollo. He just he just kind of wasn't really like fitting fitting for the album. Yeah, I mean, song. As I, as I heard as I heard him been referred to once, he was um, little yachty on a budget. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know if I go that far, but still, I I understand there's a lot of uh, negative mm. negative uh, attention going towards him at the moment. I I heard a. Uh, Famous YouTube reviewer Anthony Fantano referred to oh, yeah. him as a a Walmart Frank Ocean, which yeah, that's uh, one way to go. A tad bit disrespectful, bit, to be honest, but yeah, I mean, a bit far. You know, people have opinions, I guess. Mm. And uh, Rob, when did you start listening to Joji's music? Well, uh, I started watching his YouTube videos. I'd say back in 2015, 16, maybe around that time, and I had known about his his music career. And I think mid twenty seventeen, mm. but it was this song "Will He" that appeared on my YouTube recommended section back in uh, twenty seventeen, and I listened to it and I thought it was really good. So I put it in my playlist. I listened to it for ages. Then I started listening to some of his uh, his less popular songs at the time, which a lot of people have forgotten about. Songs like "Unsaved Info" and uh, "I Don't Want to Waste My Time," songs like those. I was a really big fan of them, and uh, since then. I've just, you know, listened to more and more Joji, and I've become a bigger and bigger fan. No, just to get your opinion on the album, I'll give mine after. What, what would you rate the album out of a 10? I mean, it's, it's a tough question, because I, I feel like Ballads 1, I really enjoyed Ballads 1, and I really enjoyed Nectar as well, but I'd probably say that Nectar is slightly better, but there are still aspects about Nectar that could be improved, like, like for example, High Hopes, and uh, some of the songs are a bit sort of repetitive and a bit... Mm. bland i guess in the sense that songs like like nitrous are just a, a bit like songs that you'd hear in like i don't know at a party or at a, in a club or something yeah. like that and not really care to actually listen to in terms yeah. of the lyrics but i'd say if i'm gonna rate it out of 10 i'd give it maybe maybe an eight mm. you know all things considered what would you give it then i'd say about the same i think i think joji's reasonably like in terms of a music artist he's reasonably new to the game so there's like there's of course there's there's room for improvement and it can only go up from here so that's always great to look forward to. Yeah, and uh, what out of everyone in the group, all five of us, what would everyone's favorite genre of music really be? Well, uh, personally, I, I enjoy all types of music, uh, but I, I would say that jazz would be my favorite uh, category of music. That's a solid choice. Generally, uh. For me, the faster a song is and the more energetic it is, the better it is. But yeah. in a lot of cases, this can change. But that's a loose rule to follow. Generally, when a song is quick and upbeat and gets me in a good mood, I like it. And if a song is kind of slow-paced, takes it easy, uh, and kind of calms me down, depending on my mood, those songs don't really stick with me. Yeah, I guess that. And I Charlie, yeah, I completely agree with you. I do really like the upbeat, uh, fast music pace. As it does get you in a good mood. Uh, now, before we move on to our final review on the show, we're going to play Greyhound by Calpurnia.
That was Greyhound back Alpernia, and uh, up next on today's news show, we have two food reviews. For the final reviews of today's noon show, we decided to do two separate food reviews. Tom and I went to the Wooden Spoon while James, Charlie, and Leon decided to compare the fries sold at Supermax, an Irish fast food chain, to the fries sold at McDonald's, an American fast food chain. Yeah, thanks Rob there. So, uh, here at Black Rock, we know that many people who listen to BCR are living close to Black Rock Village, and our group went out to Black Rock Village recently to do some food reviews of local restaurants that uh, you will definitely love to hear about. Originally, we were supposed to go out to town and review a number of diverse restaurants, but due to COVID-19, we thought it would be safer to stick with our local area. However, there was a silver lining, as we discovered some great places to eat. My mate Rob and I had heard some good things about the wraps from the Wooden Spoon, down near the Black Rock Dart Station. We had never even heard about this place or noticed this until just a couple of days before we went there, so we decided to try it out. Before we had even ordered our food, we noticed a great atmosphere in and around the restaurant with the upbeat workers and organized waiting lines. Food is not the only factor of judging a restaurant, as the people working there and the look of the restaurant itself play a big role too. The restaurant is very appealing to the eye and full of nice bright colors, and all the workers had smiles on their faces that just brightened up the day for us. I ordered a chicken Caesar wrap and a smoothie, and to say the very least, I was astonished. I cannot believe how nice the wrap and smoothie were, and how I had never heard of great things of this place before. It was simply great, and I will definitely be going there again. When Tom and I arrived at the Wooden Spoon at 12.30 on a wet Tuesday morning, we were somewhat surprised to see that there were numerous people in line outside. This gave me some high hopes before we had tried the food, as if you can convince the public to stand out in the rain during a pandemic to buy a wrap, then you must be doing something right. We only had to wait in line for two or three minutes, and we spent a further five minutes waiting for our orders to be prepared. I got a basil pesto chicken wrap with a smoothie, which cost me just 10 euro, which I thought was pretty good value. The wrap I ordered usually comes with mayo on it, but I asked the cashier if I could get my wrap without it, and once I received my wrap, I was happy to see that they had actually listened to my request. Some other restaurants I visit from time to time tend to forget to add or remove certain ingredients by request, which can occasionally cause problems, so I was glad to see that the staff at the Wooden Spoon were listening. 
Straight away from the first bite of my wrap, I knew that it was worth it. I thought the preparation of the wrap was spot on, and the ratio between the different ingredients was just right. The only piece of criticism I could possibly have about my experience at the Wooden Spoon has to do with the smoothies. Tom and I both ordered a strawberry surprise smoothie off of their smoothie menu, and upon receiving our orders, we noticed that they had seemed to given us their Mango Mania smoothie. This didn't seem to bother either of us though, as the smoothie was still ice cold and very refreshing. But some people are more picky than others and could potentially be dissatisfied by this. So, uh, Rob, uh, you, you what, 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 any, what other items were on the sale? The the wind spoon. Well, uh, as far as I'm aware, their specialty items would be their wraps, their smoothies, and just general sandwiches. Like they have toasties mm -hmm. there. They have, of course, wraps, such and such. It's mainly just a lunch restaurant, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as Rob said. Did you ever feel like, due to COVID, you were unsafe in an open area like this, or were there restrictions that they implemented comforting? Uh, th they were comforting. Um, so you went in and you'd be lining up until, and you'd be the only one in the restaurant. And just they were all wearing masks, and myself was wearing a mask, and I just felt very safe. And uh, like Tom was saying, they had uh, everything really organized there. For example, they had the, the different like two meter spacing lines on the ground outside. There was no sitting down in the actual restaurant. And they, they made the, uh, the public basically just wait outside to receive their orders. And uh, they generally seem to have been doing a pretty good job. Uh, in your personal opinion, do you think that uh, the quality of their food matches the price at which it, it's priced? Well, I mean, uh, from from my one experience there, I'd definitely say that it does. For example, the uh, the smoothie we got, you know, the uh, the the mango mania one. Very surprise, very quite the strawberry surprise. Yeah, the strawberry surprise was that it was a mango mania smoothie, but uh, generally. The, the quality of the items seemed pretty good. So uh, for my smoothie, it seemed very like freshly made, ice cold, all that, all the good factors you want in a smoothie. And the, the wrap had, you know, the, uh, the, the right ingredients in there. It, nothing was like too overpowering, such and such. How many different types of wrap and smoothie can you get there, the foods that you were talking about? Uh, you can get many different types of wrap. Um, uh, you can get like vegetarian or you can get meat, you can get vegetable, all these different diverse types of wraps. And uh, now before I pass you on to James, uh, Charlie and Leon for their review on fast food chips from the Black Rock Village area, we are going to play Emperor's New Clothes by Panic at the Disco. Melted back to life Done my time and served my sentence Dress me up and watch me die If it feels good, tastes good It must be mine Dynasty decapitated You just might see a ghost tonight And if you don't know, now you know I'm taking back the Mansions, vintage wine I am so much more than royal Snatch 
your chain and needs your eyes If it feels good, tastes good, it must be mine Heroes always get remembered, but you know legends never die And if you don't know, now you know I'm taking back the That was Emperor's New Clothes by Panic at the Disco. And up next is the final review for today's noon show. For our review, Charlie, Leon, and I decided to compare chips from the American fast food chain McDonald's to Ireland Supermax. The fact that we used to determine which fries are better were the cut, flavor, consistency, and quantity of the chips. When it comes to the cut, the cut of the chips, I have to say I much prefer Supermax and McDonald's. While McDonald's has thin and long chips, Supermax chips are noticeably larger and thicker. And due to our personal preferences, we gave that a point to Supermax. While both McDonald's chips and Supermax chips tasted good, we're giving the second point to Supermax in this round. McDonald's had a blunt flavour that matched whatever sauce you had to go alongside with it very well. But, on the other hand, Supermax had a more solid flavour and was seasoned much better than McDonald's fries, making them much better on their own. The consistency of the fries was similar, but Supermax fries were much crispier on the outside in comparison to McDonald's, which we thought made them much nicer. Improving the taste and making it easier for the fries to scoop up sauces, so yet again, the point went to Supermax. The final category, which is quantity, McDonald's outshone Supermax by a good margin, due to the fact that McDonald's fries are smaller than the fries of Supermax. Of course, meaning more fries can fit into each container. And when it comes to fast food, the majority of people think that more is better, so the point goes to McDonald's this time. Overall, we preferred Supermax chips to McDonald's chips, and would recommend you go to both chains to give your take. So, uh, just for the people listening in at home from BlackRock, where are Supermax and McDonald's in BlackRock, just uh, location-wise? They're basically um, almost right across the road from each other. We have McDonald's in Frascati, which of course you all know, and um, if you know the BlackRock market, you, you've you probably seen Supermax. It's right across the road from there as well. It's over by the Dart Station. It's about like maybe a five-minute walk. And uh, is the difference between the fries minimal or easily noticeable? Um, I have to be honest. I... I'm gonna I'm gonna just go out right and say it. I don't think McDonald's fries are very good. I I, I much prefer Supermax fries in general, um, but uh, it's it's really down to preference. Uh, the the factors aren't aren't that big. Uh, like the, the differences aren't aren't like immense. You're not gonna have a bad day because you had Supermax fries instead of McDonald's fries or vice versa. But uh, yeah, it's just it's just kind of down to preference really. At the end of the day. And uh, with that opinion, why do you think Supermax received uh, less customers than McDonald's and BlackRock? Um, well, I think it's mainly because McDonald's is probably closer to the school, and also everybody everybody knows McDonald's is basically a household name at, a name at this point. Um, while Supermax is rel- a relatively local chain, 
Um, they also teamed up with Papa John's, so it could bring in an American American audience as well. And uh, which restaurant looked more sanitary in your experiences going to both of them? Uh, in terms of the way Corona is being handled right now, I'm going to be honest, Supermax did a very good job of handling it. The way they set it up was they had chairs for you to sit on with uh, gaps in between. So they had one chair gap in between each person to sit on waiting for their food, while McDonald's was kind of just a big big cluster of people and it was it was it, honestly it was a bit it was a bit disheartening to see the way corona's being held right now by them and did that help uh shape your opinion on the um taste of each chips or whatever? not really i I'm, i mean i'm not gonna I, I it's of course it's not good but i i'm not gonna it doesn't make the chips taste any better or worse and with that being said we are approaching the end of today's noon show we would like to thank you all for tuning into the show and we hope you all enjoy the remainder of black rock college radio this week the noon show takes place between 12 a.m. and 1 p.m. every day from Monday the 16th to Friday the 20th this week with a different group of students hosting a show on each day. So feel free to tune in to the remaining noon shows this week. And with that said, we will round off our show today with Exit Lude by The Killers. Thank you. Aggressively, we all defend the role we play. Regrettably, Time's come to send you on your way We've seen it all Bonfires of trust, flash floods of pain It doesn't really matter, don't you worry It'll all work out No, it doesn't even matter Don't you worry, that ain't what it's all about We hope you enjoy your stay It's good to have you with us Even if it's just for the day We hope you enjoy your stay Outside the sun is shining Seems like heaven ain't far away It's good to have you with us That was a really, um, that was really brilliant. Thanks to lads from the Noon Show. Up next with Bata Tanga with Talking About GAA. They've also put together a great interview with Paul Conroy. Just before that, our sponsors, OBL Solicitors, will say a few words. Highly experienced, highly skilled, internationally respected. 
full-service law firm based in Dublin Central Business District. They act for Irish, British, European and multinational companies, PLCs, financial institutions, government departments, semi-state bodies as well as private individuals. Whilst representing a vast array of clients from a wide range of different sectors, they recognise that they all have one common objective. They wish to have the best possible representation in litigation, banking, property, commercial and all areas of law. For more information, call 01-678-7446 or visit their website, obl.ie. Okay, so Cain Imra is Sprague to Norvita Oiga. Um, it's so Horik Joyce, August Michael Meehan, Captain Payne, uh, so Jimmer, the Antalunger, could Jimmer Mail, let's have a up um, August, the Parish Gimmerch, the Parish Gimmerch and the Tussie, August, the Michael Gimmerch and the Tussie, yeah, so on Birch, August, Michael Meehan, August, Parish Joyce. Mm-hmm. Uh, Conspire to Lena and Dimror CLG, uh, so, Stoke Norvime has a Kui Nushe being a Zish. Jimmer may let a club auto ring more like a Stoke Lemayad, just Hussey May Gimmers, the Sim Morignad to tell Velox. So, Hog Shay, Suez Mayor, and Park Auto, like a Hussey May, Hussey May and Shin Norvime on Oak. Kane Isha V2 nor Hussey to Gimmer. Tell we may have to come cooling new shape in the show. We may on August, uh, Corrine Tishin Gamormor, nor Hussing to Egan Eshoch, and I was following into all Eshoch, um, Corrine Shay Gamormor, nor Irene to Nishina. On Rev T 